0: Welcome to Corporate Caffeine. I'm Dacia Coffey. As a chief marketing officer, speaker, author, copywriter, and three-time entrepreneur, I've learned a thing or two about influence and impact in the business world. So I want to share with you what I've learned about how to be heard, be seen, and be successful, and introduce you to the people I've met along the way who learned how to unlock their potential. Welcome to Corporate Caffeine. Today's guest is Alex Finley, the CEO of Leeds Online. They are a software company that helps law enforcement find elusive suspects, stolen property, and even patterns of criminal activity. Not only is this company ridiculously interesting, but Alex's team also has a deep commitment to those that they serve and an everyday alignment around their core values. Alex is a wickedly brilliant leader with a kind and polished manner, so we definitely get into the deep end today. Let's go ahead and dive in. Alex Finley, we are so excited to welcome you to Corporate Caffeine. Thank you, and thank you, by the way, for being the inaugural guest on the new podcast. That's so exciting! Oh my gosh, yeah. I couldn't
1: be more honored.
0: <laughs> I love it. So, you are the CEO of Leads Online. What do you? Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you know what that is? Because it's so exciting. I don't do it justice. It's the coolest doggone company ever.
1: Yeah, it's, we we used to like to say that we're a really big deal to a small group of people. Um, and, a
0: small, very important group of people. Yeah,
1: very important group of people. So Leeds Online is a technology company that serves law enforcement. And so it's a it's a SaaS business model um, that helps law enforcement advance their cases and then it helps businesses um, comply with local reporting mandates. And so if you've got a um a business in a, a specific jurisdiction like a pawn shop or a secondhand store scrapyard that are required or that buy things from the public those businesses are required to make their transactions available to law enforcement. And they have been for, for many, many, many years. Um, and the evolution has kind of been, um, it was a bound book on the desk of a, of a pawn clerk that they would take down all the transaction information um, and has evolved to paper tickets that the, the pawn de- detail unit would come around and collect. Um, and then the 2021 version is that those businesses report their transactions to Leeds Online via automated electronic means um, and the reason they do that is because every once in a while one of those transactions that that comes through those businesses has a nexus with some kind of criminal activity either the person that is involved with that transaction is related to a case um, or that piece of property is related to a case and so then investigators will come into our system and search for people and property and patterns to advance their cases.
0: It's- amazing. You know, the funny thing for me when I learned about you guys was that you just assume that every cop, every agency, every FBI agent has, you know, the Tony Stark sidekick, you know, where they've got AI running all of this stuff. And it's not true. You know, I mean, you buy into it on TV shows that you go clickety clack on the keyboard and poof. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's fascinating because you know, there's real company, real people, real programmers figuring out how to try to make that fictional reality a real life reality.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Um, the <laughs> the the joke is that nobody on nobody in reality um, has that cool of technology and nobody's actually that good looking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> including ourselves. But, um, but yeah, the, the um, government in general, GovTech, um, and specifically uh, law enforcement, is, um, is really underserved with technology. And so um, it's a lot of uh, uh, complacency from, from procurement models that enter into long contracts, which leaves outdated software and whatnot. Um, and so there's there's kind of a um, there's a, a problem with legacy systems in, in government. And so we uh, try to take the opposite approach and provide them with really amazing tools. Not quite Tony Stark, but but as good, <laughs> good as we enough. can possibly do. Yes. Um, because we know that, that technology is um, uh, is is really advanced, and we have an opportunity to bring advanced technology into an underserved market. So how long did this take? this to evolve
2: going from pen and paper handing it over to your software and you basically solving these crimes in a way and working with detectives
1: like how long ago uh, leads online started in um uh in 2000 and so it's oh, been wow. it's been 21 years of um of, of collecting these these transactions electronically and then providing the service to investigators. Um, but it just started with this coordination problem. And the coordination problem was um, these businesses uh, needed a more efficient way to comply with with their reporting mandates. And so um so they can uh they can chit-chat with the pawn detail detective if they want to um and hand over all their paper slips um or they can say, "Hey, here's all our transactions electronically. Let us know if there's one that you might be interested in." And so it became a lot more efficient for uh, for the businesses, and so they really liked it um, and then the investigators no longer had to de- dedicate an entire person to Driving around to all the pawn shops, right. picking up all the slips. So I'm sure that um, was
0: their favorite part of their job. <laughs> right, right.
1: Yeah, there's got to be a better it's definitely way. Definitely,
0: what yeah. being a cop looked like in yeah. their mind. Definitely. Right. It like,
1: oh, it's Monday. I've got to go drive around, and pick up slips again. <laughs> and then exactly. even even worse, they'd take that. They'd take all those slips back, um, and then somebody from the records department would have to key them into oh, a system even if they were going to do that. Or they would just sit in a in a box um, to be picked up if they were looking for a trombone that got stolen from the band department. And so it started off with that, that coordination problem. And once that coordination problem was solved for a, a jurisdiction and a small group of businesses, it expanded. The neighboring jurisdiction said, said hey, why aren't you guys running around picking up all those tickets anymore? Um, they said, well, we got a Leads Online. And they said, what's a Leads Online? And then they evolved from there and said, that sounds like a better way. And then so there was this big network effect um, to where then, these investigators can start seeing transaction data across jurisdictions. Mm. And so then you get, you get, um, a network that gets stronger, the more users that are on it. Um, and so then it became more and more valuable to the next user to do things this way to where we eventually just became the de facto standard for the way businesses comply with, with these reporting mandates and investigators sort through this type of data.
2: Yeah. So I I know your headquarters in Dallas, did you guys start this in Dallas? Yep. And expand out from there. Yeah. So, I, so how long would it have taken to get like across state
1: lines? In other words, it started you know, from 2000. Let's see. It started in, um, in the DFW area with Garland, um, Dallas, uh, Carrollton. And then, um, uh, we also had had small subsets in Arkansas and Missouri. Okay. And so there's, there's some, some folks are a company that have ties to, to central Arkansas. And so we were able to, to kind of get the ball rolling there. Um, and then there was there were a couple of folks that had ties to Missouri to where we would go. Uh, we started with, with some of those agencies and it just kind of jurisdiction by jurisdiction uh, exploded from there.
0: You know, I, one of the things that strikes me so much about how your company was grown is that you're following and solving the problem. And then it, It seems that that continues to drive your innovation and your growth and so of course I've been blessed enough to go see your incredibly beautiful office and you guys are huge fans of the people that you serve I mean like just to see the passion on the walls and and how everybody talks about how seriously they take you know helping underserved agencies solve crimes and reduce their stress and have a win I mean, it's really inspiring, but you know, do you think that the pattern of growth has an, has affected how you've built the culture? Because I mean, you know, it's just, there's, and I'm leaving out one detail (laughs) for the audience. I'm trying to remember if like people haven't seen your office, I want you to explain as a detail so they can understand why I'm asking this question. You have windows Mm -hmm. everywhere. And so I want you to talk about why are there so many windows in your?
1: office? Yeah, it's hard to uh, it's hard to paint the picture without actually actually coming. Yes. Uh, but uh, but one of the things that that we kind of uh, live on is that is that it's not about us. And so we are we take a very much a um, as as you and your your team has helped us put it um, a devoted ally type position. And so. We are not the one that are solving cases. We are not the ones that are making arrests. It's leads online, it's not arrests online. We are the (laughs) ones that are providing our users, which are law enforcement um, detectives, crime analysts, patrolmen, um, sergeants, lieutenants, everybody who has uh, an involvement with righting the wrongs in this world. um, We are providing them with the information that they need to do their jobs well. Um, And we care very deeply about that. And it's, it is, sometimes people don't like to talk about it, but there are some really horrible things that, that happen in this world. Um, And there are a few people that have chosen to go do the work to right those wrongs. And you can't, you can't fix them, but you can go, uh, you can go deliver justice to a victim that either had um, something as simple as a weed eater stolen out of their garage. Um, You can get them that back and make them feel a little bit less violated, a little bit more whole. and, or you could have a, a very serious violent crime victim or victim's family that you are now responsible for delivering justice to. Um, and so we take that, that service posture of our business really, really seriously. But long way to say one of the, one of the, the ways that we think about that is we want to be light in their, um, in their lives. And so whenever they call us, we have no idea what they just got done doing, you know, they, it's, um, uh, it's remarkable. Some of the things that, that our end users have to deal with on the same day that they talk to us. And so whenever they call us, we want that to be the best experience of their day. We want to be light to them. Uh, We want to be life. We want them to laugh. We want them to be effective. We want the, we want to help them get their job done because they that's what they've hired us to do, but we want to be the bright spot in their day. And so then in our office, We like to let as much natural light as possible come through. And so we, earlier this year, we busted down a a bunch of walls and, um, and let more and more natural light through. Oh, that's neat. So cool. I I didn't didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it is just the coolest thing. And there's the attention to detail, you know, I think, Okay, what, not what I think. What do you think? I mean, do you think attention to detail is something that comes naturally to a technology company? Or do you think that's kind of a side note? Or is it culture? I mean, why? Like, that is a such a cool idea. and It's so aligned with what you do. You know, where did that come from? Like, what, you know, what, what's going on there?
1: You know, nobody's ever accused me of having great attention to detail. What <laughs> <laughs> was it the your CEO? idea? <laughs> hold on a minute. No, <laughs> okay.
0: it, it, me either. It, for was. the record, <laughs> it
1: was okay. It was, but it but it comes from from a posture of of knowing our people, and really, it, we um, we don't. I don't think a lot of companies they claim to know their clients, but but we really do. These it's are our very friends. Rare. These are our friends. We we. Um, we, uh, have these people to our conference every year. We go see them at conferences. We, um, we host a big tailgate for every Cowboys game. Um, these are the, we know these people. And so we, um, uh, it's, it kind of is a habit now that everything that we're doing kind of runs through the lens of, of wood, uh, uh, detective Huckabee from Carrollton. Would he like this? Yeah, and as this uh, knowing his persona and knowing a crime analyst persona or whatnot, um, we just do our best to to do things that would honor them and and would take care of them.
0: It's awesome, and you guys have done some really witty, fun stuff in regards to being that light. Whether it's at an event with them, I mean, it's been a, it's been a hoot. You know, just watching how much you follow their lead, mm-hmm. you know, and then allow that to infiltrate, you know, like how you guys actually function, like processes and everything. It's really cool.
1: And it's the, it's, it's not only, um, it's not only just respectful to them, but it also helps us have a better product. And so we, by getting to know them, we know their, their hangups. We know the problems that they have with their, their existing technology. We know the limitations that they have in their job. Um, in terms of accessing data or the way that their their current technology works. Um, and so if we just listen and we get to know them, then we have an opportunity to, to take that feedback um, and and apply that to a nationwide user base yeah, um, and see if we can solve a problem. You know, one problem from... Carrollton, Texas, would apply to, to the whole bunch of them. So, so what's the average time it would take to solve one of these crimes? Say you get
2: a lead that comes in and they see something's not right, maybe, and you're like, okay, let me enter this into the database and see what I can pull
1: up, you know, see, see what I can find. Yeah, the, uh, the data that comes in the system is live. Okay. And so it's these transactions are coming in from all over the country all the time. Um, and we've had, uh, we've had, uh, success stories where a detective is literally on the scene, taking a police report and then punches into his, his computer and his car, um, and is able to find that the wow. individual sold the item just a few minutes earlier. Wow! And so, so it's not always that fast, right. um, really cool when it is, but, <laughs> um, but sometimes take things take years and years and years and they're looking for the one piece of intelligence that will break their case um, wide open. And so so it's the, it's the diligence to check and the persistence to stick with it. So where do you see
2: this evolving from here? I mean, the next steps of that, how they could integrate maybe street cameras to, uh, there's no telling mm-hmm. down the road where no tell- all this data can just keep on coming in and then we're going, oh, wait, wait. he's walking down the street. <laughs> he's two blocks up, <laughs> you know. It, it may get to that
1: you know we might be old but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, there's a lot of companies that are doing a lot of really cool um uh things in the the investigation space and so there's um there's uh uh companies with license plate readers there's com- companies with um uh with ways to connect disparate systems um and whatnot but uh but the way this is going the overall kind of trend um and it's in a it's a unfortunate one, um, is the, that there are too many cases and there's not enough investigators. And so the, the, um, law enforcement profession has had a, a hard couple of years, um, which has left a lot of agencies across the country, um, being understaffed. And so just because you're understaffed doesn't mean the crime stops. No. And so, so the way that you can address that, um, is through either prevention with technology or remediation with technology. Um, and so, so the, the long and the short of it is that, that, the way this is going is that law enforcement needs technology yeah. to do more for them. And so we can't have antiquated technology. We can have legacy technology. We have to have good state of the art technology that will never be able to replace a investigator. That's, it's impossible. But may be able to do part of the job right and so just part of the job while while some of these detectives are out on the street just keeping today's peace the technology can do the work to at least make sure that that all the possible data has been crunched and that that it surfaces the right intelligence to take the step in the case whenever they actually are back to a computer and working
0: that's awesome I love it. Okay. You know, the here's one of the things I love about business to business companies is who even knew that someday, you know, there'd be a group of people doing this cool work, building these systems, you know, helping real life heroes to do good work for good people. So that bodes the question. Did you know this was what you were going to do when you grow up?
1: No, I I didn't. I didn't. I, um, uh, I thought I was going to be a basketball player, and then I stopped growing.
2: <laughs> At what age did that dawn on uh, you? This might eight, not
1: work out. Eighth grade, I think I, grade, I realized yeah. I had peaked. But yeah. um, but no, I I didn't I didn't know. So the the thing that listeners probably don't know is my dad actually um, ran the company for a long time. Still very involved in the company, um, and so I, I've always kind of observed it from afar, but never thought that it was going to be something that I would you know, actually jump into and, and work on. And so I, um, I went to college I I got a job in finance and strategy, did some, what I thought was really cool, meaningful work there, um, to grow e-commerce businesses. Um, and then, uh, and then I started helping out a little bit more in this, in the leads online company. And I started thinking, man, this is a, a really good business. There's a um, uh, the the product works. You never want to underestimate the value of something that works. Oh my gosh! Um, isn't that the, the product trick- works? The the customers are successful with it, um, and there's a increasing need for more. And so so why don't we you know think about growing this thing? Let's let's think about adding more. What what else could we do to serve our our users? Um, and so so the more I kind of got involved with that. Um, I started thinking this could be a, a really good thing to do. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how I ended up. And, and so no, never, never did. I think that that you know, in 2021, this would be the, the thing to be doing, but I'm really, really glad that I am.
0: I love it. That is so cool. You know, it's that old thing where they say you know, one generation to launch it, second generation to grow it, you know, so here we go. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to ask, do
2: you have any brothers or sisters any, <laughs> or any other family members that are interested in the business as well? No. Like,
1: that's it? No. Yeah. So my, I've got, a, got a, a little brother who's a lot smarter than I am, uh, <laughs> who's, uh, who is um, uh, in analytics. And so he, uh, he likes his analytics job um and and likes his independence and so is has been excited and supportive for the work that we're doing but but hasn't um you know hasn't decided to join the team
2: is is does he have the entrepreneur mindset
1: as well okay so he does his oh yeah He, he so he he ran a podcast for two years he's like he's well Well, more versed than I am. So cool. (laughs) We need to give him a call help (laughs) us out. (laughs) 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 He's an impressive guy. It's
0: interesting because I look at our four boys and only one of them is even thinking about going into business. They've been around it at the dining room table for nine years. I mean, so longer than they can remember what we were even talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we've owned a company before this one. And so you always think, well, I suppose the entrepreneurial aspect of, you know, growing up in a household of business owners is going to rub off on them, but you never know how, you know, I mean, is it going to be a side hustle? Is it going to be that independent spirit? Is it going to be down the road? They go, Hey, I actually think what you're doing is cool. And I didn't really pay attention before, but it's funny to think. I have no idea if any of the boys will ever want to be a part of the business. It'll be weird. So weird for me to think about that.
2: I always in the back of my mind thought that they would, mm-hmm. and now they're getting to that age, late teens, twenties, and um, watching them develop into their own person, and I'm like, oh, I don't think so. Not not right now. But <laughs> everybody, you know, matures and comes to that point on their own throughout their life, whether it's young, mm-hmm. you know, middle age, later on in life, where they make the risk, take the risk in. Um, before I forget. What's the most interesting thing that you guys
1: have helped solved, oh my gosh, I'll um, throw a couple out there that's fine. there's <laughs> yeah it's hard it's hard to pick one yeah, but um there was a um, okay, I'll go for a fun one and then i'll I'll go for a, a a serious one but the the fun one is is that during the the January sixth insurrection mm-hmm. um we found we were working with DC Metro, um, to find Nancy Pelosi's podium, which had been listed on offer up. Are you kidding me?
2: Oh So, second, <laughs> so the, what?
1: the funny part about it is it was, a, it was listed for $99,000 on offer up out of California and it was a spoof posting. And oh. so oh. Somebody had found it and tipped off the, the investigators that it was on offer up. Um, and and through our partnership with OfferUp and the, the law enforcement agents, then we we helped them um, prove that that was kind of a, that was a spoof. They ended up finding it behind a dumpster. But oh was, really? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay.
1: <laughs> but it's um, funny though to
2: have that <laughs> yeah, communication we, on something. Right. Yeah.
1: Something we have like a, um, the the person on our team who who worked with the investigators at, at DC Metro is named Emma. Um, and we, uh, so now we, we joke that January 6th was the day that Emma saved democracy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my God. That's but the,
1: you know, the, the other one that I think it's really important for everybody to know why we do the things that we do. And so this is, this next one is just one that, um, that for our team and for our, our clients and for anybody who asks about the business this is kind of the, the why. So there was a, uh, individual last year and last year was a tough year for, for a lot of people. Um, there was an individual who was about to jump off of a parking deck. And so he's standing up at the top of the parking deck. Um, the, the response team is standing at the bottom, um, telling him not to jump negotiating with him to, to try to back him off. Um, but, uh, there was a, there was an investigator, Um, at the bottom of that, that parking garage who had just been in a training of ours the day before. And so this, this individual did not know all the things that you can do in, in leads online before the day before this incident. Um, and he learned in that training that you can find, uh, information on people in leads online to that are related to your case. Um, and the, the individual who was about to jump just kept saying, I, I, I will only talk to my brother. And so this investigator figured out the name of the brother, found information on him in Leeds Online, um, called him, got him to the scene, talked his brother off of the ledge. Wow. wow! And so literally, because of the work that the one of the individuals on our team did the day prior training this investigator and the the wherewithal with, for this investigator to take all the cases that he has in his head and all the different systems that he uses and think, I remember that I can do that in leads online. This guy is alive. Wow. And so that's, that's one of the kind of the, the core. Why is it really important to have good technology yes. to uh, this market? Yes. And so that's, that's kind of what, what keeps us moving. Oh. So are they just now well, you guys
2: have known this has been capable, but now are you tell, telling this story to other detectives of saying, hey, well, you can use this rather than just getting back personal goods or selling yeah. crime? Wow, that
1: yeah, so different. we're, we're yeah. trying to, um, as we, part of the network deal is that as we learn something from one part of the network that could be really helpful, then we try to let everybody else in the network know. Um, that hey, yeah. uh, the investigator over here had great success in this type of case under this circumstance. Um, give it a try. It's Amazing. And so we we try to we try to facilitate that communication of of new use cases and best practices.
0: You know, it's interesting. Um, this is a little bit chasing a squirrel, but you know, talking about that sharing of information in the network um, and not making assumptions mm-hmm. about this is people will just remember to use things or they'll remember to engage. We've gotten to talk to a few you know, detectives mm-hmm. and wow. Oh my gosh. And, you know, going back to how passionate you guys are for helping people talk about opening your eyes where we just had all these assumptions about, well, this is how they work cases or this is how you find leads or this is where They use the technology and the details of what happens and the sometimes strange habits that people do, the small details Mm -hmm. of their everyday existence, you go, I mean, it just blows your hair back in regards to, oh my gosh, I know how to help you. You know, use this system, share information, figure something out. It has been so personally cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to be able to do that and especially to, to remember this technology is about what's happening off the screen, mm-hmm. not on the screen. And so, what's going to trigger them remembering, oh, I can use a screen or a piece of technology in this? very dramatic, very serious, very time-sensitive scenario. Yep. So, I mean, I think that is so exciting because of all of the scenarios that you could paint, that would not have been one that I could have come up with.
1: No, <laughs> so. no. And and we we think about ourselves a lot. And so we we think, man, why wouldn't everybody use this all yeah. the time for every single case? Because we, we think that we have something that we can provide you to advance your case, take your investigation mm-hmm. forward. Um, but the reality is that that if we don't make that so dang obvious or so simple to find those, those, those insights to take your case forward, um, then we can't expect somebody who has a a stack of 30, 40 cases on their desk of horrible things that have happened to people to remember. Oh, I think you could use leads online for that. Yes. It has to be, it has to be so simple. And so, and we have to, we have to have a lot of, um, uh, commitment, to, um, sharing the ways that you can use it and then not, not getting our feelings hurt if they don't, because it's, it is not about us. It is about them, um, figuring out what's the best way to deliver justice for my victims. And we sure as heck hope that we're there for them when they need us. Now, is this a, um, service that you guys provide
2: overseas in Europe or are you looking to do that? Do they have the infrastructure to
1: support this? Or? You know, we've we've found that there's just so much work to do in the U.S. Oh yeah, that that we've um, yeah. we've kept it local. Yeah, and so we 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 serve a lot of the country, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but there's still ground to be won, and there's still agencies that, that we can go um, go get into, and so we just we just stay focused on the the new agencies and the and what else we can do for our existing clients.
0: Okay. So I'm going to change the subject just a little bit more towards business and this kind of thing, because when I think about a company like yours, cool technology, amazing mission, you know, a company that takes their culture and their people super seriously, but here we are in the midst of the great resignation. So what are you seeing? Has it been easy to recruit people? Has it been very difficult? I mean, what does the people side of this look like? Because I would think Wow, who would not want to work for a company like yours? Like, wow. It must be so be so easy. People must be lining up to be a part of
1: this. Yeah, we whenever we post a job, we get a ton of applicants. And everybody says that same thing. They say this is great. I can't believe there's <laughs> like a company that it. does this, yes. um, and they're they're fired up about it. Uh, the hard thing is just the market's moving really fast right now. Yeah. And so and so what we see is that we'll get you know we'll get 100 applicants for a job, 200 applicants for a job, um, and then we'll we'll be running our process, and several of them will be taking jobs throughout mm. the process. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it's a it's a move fast type environment. Um, And so we're, you know, I think I think we're we're dealing with it just like everybody else is. Yep. Um. And uh, and yeah, hoping hoping that that people throughout the application process uh, and people on our team really uh, can get excited about the why, yeah, why we exist. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's something that I always want to encourage people in job transitions to think about. You know, I mean, two things. You know, if I'm talking to people that are younger, you know, I, I have this soapbox about no, no, no. You you don't even know what your dream job is. (laughs) You have to go figure out the things that you can't stand and the bosses that Mm -hmm. hurt you and the challenging things that brought out these secret hidden superpowers. And then you'll figure out what your dream job is because you've just got to have a little bit of life experience to even put some oomph behind that definition. But on the flip side, I think it gets scary to make a change you know, and to not just take the very first thing right in front of you versus, you know, I'm bringing value. There's a reason I just got an offer and maybe I'm allowed to be just five days more picky, (laughs) you know, and really think about that heart place that you can come from so that you are in the driver's seat with a company that you can have impact, you know, impact in the world, impact Mm -hmm. on your coworkers, impact in, you know, on everything that you do, especially your own personal life. But
1: yeah. And there's a, you know, we're in this, in this, um, uh, this environment where, um, where it's, it's every day that a LinkedIn recruiter is going to hit you in your inbox, um, and say, we'll pay you a little bit more. Oh yeah. And, and that's, it's unfortunate, but sometimes that's enough to get people to, to question, the, the thing that they have. And so, um, and so again, for our, for our team and for everybody that's, that's coming to us, we want them to be sold out on the mission, the missionality of the business, the, why we exist, the, the good that you're doing in the world, the, the one degree of separation from a victim. And so, if we can focus on that, and if we can get people to realize that's the opportunity that we have in front of us, yeah, then I think we've got a good opportunity to to build a great team. It's almost like a public
2: service work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it is technically, but you're not directly. But we get to do it with private with government. private sector exactly. <laughs> exactly. You get the best of both worlds. I would take yes. less money. To go work for a company like that, you know, rather than something I'm like, you know what? They're paying me five grand more a year. Um, You know, just.
0: I think also, though, I'm curious what you think about this, Alex. I think we naturally have a tendency to bring an entrepreneurial mindset to every decision we make. I mean, even the dumbest things like trying going a new place or trying something different or breaking a process or I, you know, I mean, just changing things, you know, being open to change, you know, like aggressively open to change sometimes. Um, so, you know, it's funny because I I have gotten pushback recently when I encourage you know, certain individuals and I'm like, wow, that whole, you know, who moved my cheese thing is still alive and real, <laughs> you know, like, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know that people would just go, yeah, it's so easy to, you know, take, like hold out a little bit, but I think you're right. You know I mean? Take a little bit less money and hold out because the value that you're going to bring is going to follow you.
1: I do. Yeah. And we'll hope so. We'll clarify. We don't pay less money. <laughs> oh, I wasn't meaning <laughs> by, that, by that.
2: I don't know what leads online pays. No. By the way, pull them up. No, we get to we Alex. get to do the private sector thing. <laughs> That's and we get to, right.
1: We get to pay market and we get to provide yeah. enriching jobs and experiences yeah. um, that we're really excited about.
0: I love it. I love yeah. it. So exciting. So many members of your team are. So So ridiculously hilarious. I mean, I leave a meeting with you guys and my face hurts and I'm like, I'm the least witty person on the planet, but Lord, that was fun. (laughs) 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 Just Dying laughing at the camaraderie happening. Oh my gosh. Overwhelming
1: to keep up at some, at times.
0: Oh yeah. I've learned don't bother. (laughs) However, you know, I think that's the other thing too, is like having those connection points. So, We just last week had just met two of our new team members Mm -hmm. for the first time ever in person. One lives in Florida, one lives in Michigan. I mean, you know, our guy from Michigan, Tom's been with us for two years almost Uh, now.
2: About a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um,
0: we've never seen him in person Mm. until last week. And so first thing we did, Kyle books us on a Segway tour through Fort Worth.
1: Excellent.
0: Yeah. Helmets and goofy smiles and for two and a half hours, it could not have been better because it's the fun, the quirkiness, or you get to, Mm -hmm. you know, re-engage with people and you learn an aspect of them. You can't possibly see on zoom, you know, no matter how much or how good you collaborate or manage a remote workforce. I mean, it has been incredible to just re-embrace, you know, getting back into the real world and being in person with people.
1: Yeah, no, we, we couldn't agree more. We, um, uh, it's hard to replace a, a whiteboarding session. Yes, and it's it's hard to replace um, solving a problem with somebody, and so um, or or a group of somebody's or overhearing a conversation that said said hey I've got I've got something to add in here and so um, so for us it's it's really important to have our team together. Yeah. Um, And so we we've got whiteboard along with the light. We've got whiteboards all over our office um, and and we try to make it to where it's a highly collaborative, highly problem solving, energetic type place to be.
0: Yeah.
2: We've worked remote or her business has been remote for eight years. And it's so nice to, like you said, be able to sit down and collaborate and uh, you can break in a conversation. You don't have to wait on Zoom for 10 minutes to go, oh, what was I going to say? Right. You know, you get so much more out of it, so much more engagement, better ideas. Um, We're so blessed just to be able to have a a foundation now, more employees in Fort Worth. Mm You know. Yeah, this place is nice. Yeah, we love it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I remember your dad, um, I've been to your place one time, (laughs) I remember your dad saying, oh, I can't wait to go see your guy's place. And we just were... I don't even think we signed on this yet. Yeah,
0: ink and has it dried. Shh. Encouraging.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like and sign it. I was like it must be the most unusual place and I'm like, oh, now he's holding us up to a high standard. Yep. But we so did find a furniture. unique spot, you know, a historic <laughs> building. And, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, right on the street here. It's it, we we like it a lot. Yeah.
0: We've got to find a Fort Worth historian to bring on the podcast because There's so many cool things we're learning. Like we're Mm -hmm. in Hell's Half Acre, which lots of people around Fort Worth will know that, but most of the people listening would not. It's so, I mean, everything from the, you know, the famous picture of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid memorialized like right next door to us. I mean, we have, there is so much weird stuff that we are constantly learning about this place. That is fun.
1: Yeah, you need to be, you could double as kind of a tour stop. Oh yeah. And so if you, you get plaques that explain everything around you and then everybody would come into your office. Oh, yeah. The well, segue tour even stops right here.
2: no wave at Believe it or not, I'm not a tour type of guy very much, and I really enjoyed it. He talks about the history of the city. Um, you know, Then all our team members from out of town got to see the city and hear about the history of it. I was in um, Hot Springs, Arkansas about a month ago with mm-hmm. my son, and we had extra time to burn. He was up there for some pitching workouts, and uh, we took the trolley tour. Because if we didn't, I've never been to Hot Springs, and I'm like, what can there be here that's really interesting? That type of deal. We enjoyed it, you know, and he's an 18 year old. Um, So that makes number two, San Antonio River that boat rides number three. Just I'm not going to say but yes, but there's a few. You're becoming a tour <laughs> guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm less than a handful. I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so random question. You know, coming in and now leading the business that your dad helped to found and, you know, launch, what did you learn from working with family? I mean, I know he's in his, you know, next turn, as Mark Vincent would say, you know, and I mean, he's really, you know, looking at legacy and that kind of thing. Thank you to you. <laughs> but, you know, what, what did you learn from working with family or what do you learn? You know, what do you think, what insights has that helped you grow from or the advice you would give or whatever?
1: Yeah, we still um, <laughs> we still work together a lot, and so um, and so he he is uh, the way that we kind of have this positioned right now is um, we're trying to lessen the day to day operational requirements um, and allow him to focus on on uh, strategic projects and and um, uh, more kind of here and there type type assignments, yeah. um, and then he's 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 leading product. And so he's helping, he's helping guide the product roadmap and help us execute, um, on our product vision. And so we're still very much in the, in the middle of it. Um, but, but one of the things that I, I have always, um, appreciated, um, about my dad is, is that he is, uh, when he gets behind something, he's in it.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and it's, it's not a, uh, it's not a, a ever a passive type deal. It's a, it's a, okay. What's the problem I'm in let's, let's break it down and dissect it. And there's this, there's this Einstein quote that I think it's Einstein. He says something like, um, like I wasn't, I'm not always the smartest person in the room. I'm just willing to hang on to the problem for longer.
0: Nice. And, yeah. Um,
1: And I I probably butchered that quote, but um, but I think I think my dad's really good at holding on to the problem for longer than than a lot of people have the wherewithal to hold on to it for.
0: It's a big deal. And
1: so that's one of the things that I've it's been cool to observe up close because I've always known that. But I've seen a lot of examples um, of that during this time. And so there's um, uh, there's a lot that that goes with working with family. Um, and it's probably not for everybody, but it's going, it's going really well so far.
0: Did you guys ever have to set specific clear parameters? Like we will not talk shop outside of work hours, or is it just neither one of us are very good rule followers.
1: (laughs) And so, so as much as we, as much as we would like that, um, we uh, we just kind of let it happen organically. Yeah.
2: So what's the rest of the family say when you're at Thanksgiving? You guys are talking shop, or they? Will you guys just knock it off of it? You know, they you just, just
1: let uh, it go. You know, a lot of there there are times whenever um, whenever my wife or um, or others will will let us know that it's it's time to go. Um, for the most part, everybody's pretty gracious <laughs> about it, and we try to not be annoying. So he's still really involved with
2: the business. Um, at what point do you think he'll hand the reins all the way over?
1: Um, and just say this baby's yours. We've let the, we've let all the operational stuff go. Um, and it's really more of, uh, there's this, there's this, uh, product management book or it's a, sorry, it's, it's a, um, crap hard thing about hard things by, um, uh, love the title. Ben Horowitz. So yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, that took a little bit to think of. So hard thing about hard things by Ben Horowitz um, talks about before you hire the role, go act in the role. Mm. And so so you, if you've never been the marketing person, go be the marketing person. If you've never been the, the product person, go be the product person before you start evaluating. Uh, leaders to come in and, and take that spot. And so there are areas of our company where I've done a couple of them and then now dad's doing some of them, um, where we have needs and in, in a functional area and we'll, we'll go ahead and act in the role for a little bit yeah. and then we'll, we'll hire it. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's where, that's, that's kind of the the playbook that we're running right now
0: yeah that's amazing mm-hmm. so what happens when you can't do that job like i think about oh there's a lot of marketer. jobs we can't
1: do right
2: I,
0: I, I, <laughs> oh my gosh
1: I was I mean, that that's, why, internally? that's I why you don't hold on to him that's why you I go i can't hire even
0: draw a smiley face it's laughable to think that i could have been one of our graphic I'm, designers let alone our creative i'm director. not
2: even gonna attempt what she does like <laughs> no way possible yeah, we all um, we yeah. all have our six
0: month rolling cash flow. Absolutely not. Like oh, yeah. I will never build a spreadsheet <laughs> that looks anything
2: like. Yeah, that. yeah, I guess. I'll never the even ask the You would go, okay, I know that enough. That you ask,
0: although I guess I had to do finance really painfully for a couple of years, really yeah, painfully. Painful. But things
1: are, you know, there are some things that that take a specific gifting. There are some things that just take structure and process and leadership and stick to it in this and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's, it's, it's been important for us to go through areas of the business and figure out, okay, what does this, what does this need? Does this need a team? Does this need a one person, a specialist who's really good at this? Does this need a, a, a third party that we could outsource to? Yeah. Um, or, or I don't know, what is it? And so if, if you, um, if you don't really get to know the process then you're likely to pull the wrong tool yes and so we've we've done it in um in areas where it turned out to be process plus a specialist we've done third parties um we've done areas where hey okay we really do need a leader here and so let's start looking for that leader here yeah but um but yeah it's it's you don't know until you kind of go through it?
0: That's cool. You know, recently we really just pulled the curtain back on what we see the next 10 years looking like, Mm -hmm. you know, to our team where we just got (laughs) very granular and very daydreamy and just kind of invited them in and were like, this is how we make decisions. This is what we think is possible. But you guys are going to imagine possibilities that we couldn't. But one of the interesting parts of that was talking about expansion of our team
2: Mm.
0: and that it's coming and we want to start opening up the conversation collaboratively around what's the next right role because especially i mean marketing is changing so aggressively all the time that the person that we think we might hire nine months from now might end up being a very different role you know and so it's funny because i can't sit in those but we're trying to do kind of a version of that Mm -hmm. like really understanding what's happening and is it a process breakdown is it a role that actually needs to be three future people? Like we're starting to realize that, that we thought there would be one person in this digital space and it will probably be like an entire fleshed out. We're like, Oh, Ooh, that's cool. (laughs) You know, but, but, you know, I mean like just kind of some of the input that we've gotten, you know, from how they're going about their work and that type of thing and just trying to understand it, you know, more granularly, even if I can't do it, it's been really insightful and it's, such a relief to not have to come up with all the answers. Right. I think that was like this big, huge turning point. Yeah. Yeah. Like huge turning point. And like just my maturation as a leader, I guess, if you want to put it that way in regards to, instead of having answers, I just need to have better questions. And it's like, oh, this is way more fun to work like
1: that, Good, i got to write that down. You
0: know? (laughs) So, because I am definitely not the smartest person in the room most of the time, especially not with our team. Uh, Okay, so what books are you reading? Like, what are you... And it is fourth quarter, though, so I don't Mm -hmm. know. I might be throwing you, like, a horrible
1: question where you're like, no, what are you talking about?
0: But are you reading anything? Are you curious about things right now? Like, where are you at right now?
1: I was actually coming up with my... um, reading list for next year nice and so oh you
0: do it ahead of time oh wow that's awesome
1: i'm not glorifying this i (laughs) I mean i just keep notes on my phone all the time yeah yeah yeah. and then so so i've got just pages and pages of notes in my my notes app um and so then i just started thinking about about next year and what do we what do we want to accomplish as a team um what do i want to accomplish personally and so there there are a couple books that um that I've already read that I'm there's some really good ideas in there that I I would like to go back to. Um, and so there's, uh, there's a book, uh, called the go giver. Oh, it's so good. So go giver. Yeah. It's about, it's about the laws of stratospheric success that, 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 uh, shocker turn out to be all about giving Yeah, (laughs) all about service exactly Um, and so so that one that one is always a good one to keep on the list have
0: you ever read the book thou shalt prosper no oh it's a bit of a tome not gonna lie okay but it's actually super enjoyable even just reading it a single chapter as like a book oh my gosh and it is one that I go back to and it was probably the first one I really came across that go-giver principle Mm -hmm. about there is a spiritual reality, (laughs) you know, whether you're a believer or not about when you lead with generosity. And I think it has something to do with freedom Mm -hmm. because when you function like that, you're not anchoring to fear. You're not making decisions based on what you could lose and that kind of thing. And I, I actually, and then once you do, you step into confidence when you believe in freedom and not fear. So yep. anyways, that was the my little
1: diatribe mentality. on that. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, there's one that's like a good, uh, uh, orienting is, um, uh, how will you measure your life by Clayton Christensen? And it sounds, it's, it sounds really big, but, um, but it's, uh, it's a book that takes all these academic theories, And applies them to your life. Yeah. And so there's this, um, there's this academic concept of, of deliberate and emergent strategies. And so your deliberate strategy is what you just laid out for your 10 year group. It's like, this is what we're going to do. These are the the areas that we're going to focus in. We're going to hire this many people, but life has emergent strategies as well and your business has emergent strategies and so opportunities that arise that you can't foresee. So, it's very good to have deliberate strategies and it's important to have deliberate strategies. Um, and it's very good to have emergent strategies. It's not good to have one or the other. Nice. And so it's, they go in parallel together, but that's, that's one of the kind of academic concepts that that Dr. Christensen's presents in that book Why have I heard that about book?
0: him recently.
1: What was, what was the name of that book? How will you measure your life? Uh, okay. And then there was, there's a, um, I've actually never read 1984. Oh. And so I was going to go read 1984 this year just because there's um, seeming parallels from, from what I've heard in, in society right now. And so um, I read Animal Farm last year yeah. uh, again for the hundredth time. Um, and, uh, and I think I'm going to pick up 1984 this year.
0: The strange one that I had never read was Fahrenheit 451, mm. and so of course it showed up on my boy's English reading list. And I'm like, "Oh, give that to me when you're
1: done with it." <laughs>
0: Whew. Oh, good lord! Very disturbing to be in the here and now reading that book.
1: Right? Like, I haven't read it.
0: Oh yeah, like walls of TVs and how we, you know, have bought into this alternate reality you know, not as we define it today, but basically Mm -hmm. they're painting a picture of this and there were bots and, you know, oh my, yeah, it's a small little quick read. And I'm thinking, oh God, this futuristic thing that's partially here is very weird.
1: Yeah. And it just, yeah, you can see, um, uh, trending from those books. You can see that there's nothing new. Because yeah. if you know if you're seeing this this stuff when those books were written, there's there's really nothing new. It's just a, a realization or a personification of of what's happening. But um, it's
0: very bizarre. Yep.
1: But yeah, those those are a few.
0: Okay. Side note. Kudos to you that you've got this business and young child, well, soon to be children. And you are reading books like that? Like I know. wow, was, were we reading books like that
1: when I mean I said I said they are <laughs> out of my on my list. list. Yeah. <laughs> and so you were reading how to parent books. <laughs> yep.
0: the, the baby whisper. I don't even and know. Don't even oh, I don't even
2: bother doing, doing that. Curly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I Google how to parent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, there are no phone inspection only a few phones. Oh my gosh. I love it. So exciting. So, well, Alex, anything else, any, my final question, I guess for you, unless you've got any additional squirrels is, you know, what advice do you have for people? It can be on any wavelength, any approach, but you know, when you look back to your experiences, the things that you're looking ahead, you know, your interesting world, cause you have so many versions of that right now. What advice would you give to people?
1: Just be um, open-handed with what you have, you're, whether you're, it's your things or your um, or your time or your skills or whatever, be open-handed with that. Um, and then generally speaking, just keep things simple. Mm-hmm. Um, we We make business and life and everything really, really complicated sometimes, and it doesn't have to be that way. And so if we just be open-handed with what we have, Keep things really simple. I think it, it, it breeds a lot of contentedness.
0: Oh, my gosh. Could not agree more. And I'm going to pause because I want to chase that rabbit
1: <laughs> so bad down that rabbit hole. But
0: I'm like, nope. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to turn this into a two-hour podcast. So I know, right? I love it. Really
2: awesome words of wisdom. So I'm good for the squirrel question. Yeah. What about those socks? What do we have here?
1: Okay, these... Are one
0: okay, of the you have kind. to describe them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Since we're right. on podcasts. So, yeah, and, so what do video. they say? They say, yep, Leads Online oh, okay. Leadership Conference Arlington. Ah, yeah. So, we these go. are the, the
1: 2021 commemorative Leads Online socks.
0: Commemorative yeah. socks. And, <laughs> yes.
1: and it was a, a big debate in our office whether it, which socks were going to be the, the winners. <laughs> and so, we couldn't come to an agreement about which sock design we were going to go with for our conference this year. So we actually produced 500 of each oh. socks for a, for a 300 person conference. Oh And my so goodness. minimum order quantities and price points and whatnot <laughs> is outrageous about our, our team <laughs> and our culture. So we, we couldn't come to an agreement within the office and there was some election fraud and whatnot that, that well, they got thrown fraud. in there. But, but we, we ended up taking this pair of socks and a red and black argyle pair of socks to the conference and we set them evenly on the table and so (laughs) at check-in our our attendees could come pick a pair and i got killed i was where i chose these white ones right as my horse and i i vouched for them and i was the one who said we're producing both of them and i just got killed i got it's it is so white they get dirty too easy
2: they do i and think that that's in their mind going hey, you know what i've got white socks so anyway, i just go
1: i sport both of them yeah just yes. about every week but so yeah. um, what you do with the leftovers like are you just going to hand them we out we give them out <laughs> we give them out so we we give them to to uh, people at yeah. conferences and um, so you weren't you weren't at this conference, but you're at a conference. So, yes. so here's I, you socks. could take
2: them to a bail bondsman. That way, the criminal thinks, "Wait a minute, this is how I got
0: caught."
1: I know. I'm just. <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> I'll run that by my fractional CMO. Nah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. It's yeah, thanks so for having fun. me. Awesome. It's
1: All an right. honor to be here in the new space. First one, man. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Onward and upward. All right. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode of the Corporate Caffeine Podcast, please help us help you by subscribing. I also hope you'll find us on social media. You can follow me, Dacia Coffee, and my company, The Marketing Blender, by searching us on your favorite platform or checking out the show notes for the links. We bring this to you because we envision a business world full of meaning, connection, and prosperity for us all. Until next time, Onward and Upward.